Recorded during the plague year 2021, this is the Andromeda Minute, a show where Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we've been going over the all-too-timely Robert Wise-directed techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I am that mysterious figure you may remember from episode one, who you couldn't understand why I was here for episode one, but now I'm here in episode 130. I am Brett Stillo, returned. Bookending, bookending, bookending. This, uh, this this series. It's yes. taken, it's, we've gone through we've gone through a year of plague, and uh, we're finally getting to the the, the very end, with oh. leaving us on a on an unsettling note. Um, My where, where God, yeah. 130 episodes later, yeah, it was uh, almost a year that we started this, and here we are. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're, we're still still in that Senate hearing at the. We're finally back in real time. We're, we're not, you know, this as it turns out, all of this has been a flashback, and uh, we're back in the uh, the Senate hearing as they as they still ponder over things. Uh, the senator from Vermont is uh, is asking more things about this biological crisis, and uh, we end with uh, the, the popular number, uh, which came up earlier in the movie, the number six hundred one. So. Uh, quite a quite a film i mean we're, we're kind of here at this is the near end this is the ne- the end of the end of everything here but uh yeah still re- resonance I, I think there's there's a great and you know i mean we are as we're recording this in the uh the year 2021 we've been through a plague in about the same amount of time that we've been through this movie um and we are wondering well we're not over this one yet but uh what what's next yeah well, you know, as we record this, uh, you know, we're recording this at the end of February 2021. And, and you know, things seem to be getting a little bit better. Uh, you know, dare we say the tide is turning. But, uh, you know, who, who can imagine the script for this one? Yeah, this would have been uh, turned down even on Netflix, I think. It just... <laughs> This this is actually worse. I don't know if you've ever seen the Sci-Fi Network version of uh, Andromeda Strain. It was a mini series, if if you can call a two episode show a mini series. Yeah, um, I, I I tried. I tried. It wasn't it it, it wasn't bad, but um, you know, I think this this one just has this that chilling minimal, you know, Robert Wise. So uh, yeah, I couldn't couldn't get through that one myself. Yeah, but. it I. I the impression that I got from the sci-fi network version was, oh, let's, let's add some more stuff. We've really got to stretch this out and flesh it out some more. And we'll, we'll make the, uh, we'll make the strain uh, intelligent and capable of talking to itself. And it, it, it was an update that need, didn't need an update. Um, I, I feel, I feel bad. I mean, people have to, people are given a property and say, here, you make it work. And so they made it work and there's no, you know, there's no arguing with you got it. Sometimes you got to do stuff, but I don't think this really needed yeah. a, a, a remake. This, this just um, occurred to me because, you know, we, you know, especially in this episode uh, with, with what we're going to see in the closing seconds, uh, you know, the Andromeda strain is a character and it's a nameless character. We, it never has any dialogue. We, we, we sort of see it, uh, but it, feels like it's a character. It's it's like the Ark in Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like Rosebud. It sort of has a personality that's intangible, but it's there. It, it, it is. It's, it's more than a MacGuffin. Um, 
but I, you know, it, it doesn't, it, it's not, it's not evil. It's not, I mean, it doesn't mean to do any, it, it's very, the evil or the, the people that built scoop, the, the, the evil were, you know, it was the bad, the, the bad thinking or the poor intentions of uh, Dr. Stone, the guy who's ending our show here. He, he made a deal with the devil, or in this case, he made a deal with the Department of Defense to look the other way. I think he was just kind of lying to himself about what the purpose of wildfire was. Wildfire wasn't to take on uh, alien diseases. It was to weaponize alien diseases. And he just kind of said, well, no, we're doing this for good stuff. We're the good guys doing this thing. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, the only evil in the Andromeda strain was the, uh, the intentions of the people that brought it to Earth. I think is the way we walk away from this. Yeah. And we're, we're set up for uh, what may come or what may not come. I got to, I got to say not to jump too far ahead. You know, and when, when we talked way back last year, I saw this movie many times on television. It's kind of just one of those standards, you know, it's Sunday afternoon. Hey, Andromeda strain. I'll watch the rest of it. You know, I didn't get the ending. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. It, yeah, it, it soared over my head, Jim. Whoosh. <laughs> and uh, watching the ending this time, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but that's a heck of an ending. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that uh, that 601 error borrowed from... Uh, uh, it borrowed from the, uh, from Apollo 11. I mean, it, Apollo 11 had happened two years before this was filmed, but, uh, it, using a, instead of the 1201 error, which means the computer had more data than it knew what to do with. So seeing this, uh, the 601 popping up at the end is that there's just too much information and we can't absorb it all. So I think that was Robert Wise's, uh, symbolic idea that, you know, we've, we've tampered with something that we can't know. We can't, we can't understand the, uh, um, the, you know, we can't extrapolate the way where this is going to go. Yeah. Um, it leaves me with a bunch of questions. I would have loved to have seen a, a a sequel here at this point where, um, so what happens next? What happens to the people that lived in Piedmont or the people that died in Piedmont? They all had families. Uh, do they put the town in 55 gallon drums, bunch of guys wearing, a you know, wearing rubber suits and going in and, uh, scooping all the, all the bodies into a pit, um, what happens, you know, like, how do you explain it to there? Apparently this is before news. So <laughs> no, nobody was investigating this. What happened to that whole town that used to be out there? Um, but, uh, you know, and, and that's some, that's something that I do, I do agree with on the, uh, the only thing that I think I agree with on the sci-fi, uh, update of this was that there would be an investigative journalist wondering, you know, what, what's going on in Piedmont. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of that, but again, you've got two hours to tell a story and they, this is the story they decided to tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, the characters are interesting. The char- I mean, I've, I found the characters all fascinating. Um, there, there's a, a couple of, que- a, que- a lot of questions I, I wind up with, with Dr. Hall. He doesn't, he, he doesn't, I mean, he is technically the hero of the story because he solved the problem and he also defused the uh, nuclear bomb that Dr. Stone had, you know, begged for. Um, but he, he's not a likable character and I'm seeing <laughs> that he, he, I, I, but this seems to be a Crichton thing. I mean, if you think about like Jeff Goldblum's character isn't exactly likable in uh, Jurassic park. Um, I was just watching 
I was watching a 1972 movie that was based on a Michael Crichton screenplay, The Carry Treatment with uh, James Coburn. And James Coburn is a doctor who's uh, looking at a mysterious death of a, the daughter of the head of a hospital in Boston. And this is one of uh, Michael Crichton's earliest scripts. But in that in that movie, Dr. Carey is a, a pathologist and he is an unlikable guy. So this might be something that Crichton has the secret, you know, animosity towards surgeons, but it, it seems to carry through on several of his, uh, on several of his, uh, of his scripts that he, he has doctors that he doesn't like, even, you know, there are doctors in, uh, in his TV series ER that are unlikable, but still, you know, you, you have to, you follow them as being compelling because they seem to care about what they're doing. But even if they're, uh, their personal lives are miserable. Um, yeah, it's, it, there's, there's a couple, you know, there's a, there's questions we'll never be able to answer because the movie ends. So you can really just write your own ending on a lot of what happens to wildfire after this. He, uh, Stone mentioned previously uh, last week's episode, we were talking about how they're studying, uh, they're studying Andromeda and trying to find out, you know, where it's going to go and how they're going to kill it from uh, uh, either they're going to seed clouds and dump it into the ocean where the uh, acidity of the ocean or the alkalinity of the ocean will kill it. Um, but they're obviously going to keep studying Andromeda. So they still have some around. So it's still weaponizable. And uh, and with wildfire still being intact, it sounds like oh, mission accomplished. They really are going to be able to to conduct bio war uh, experimentation now. So, but it would have been an interesting, uh, an interesting uh, sequel. As far as I can tell, nobody's ever bothered trying to pick up those uh, those threads that are still out there and, and make that uh, the sequel to Andromeda. Not that anyone's asked for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I with everything that does get turned into a sequel. <clears throat> kind of like that it's this is compact and it you know it it, it leaves you wondering you know one, th- one thing i do like about this ending is it is in the tradition of great sci-fi movies you know the end question mark you know i, I thought yes. about yeah you know i thought about the the thing and the prophetic you know yeah. watch the skies watch the skies i feel like this ending with you know the virus multiplying and going absolutely nuts and that 601 601 that it was uh it, it, it this this may not be literal what we're seeing but it, it, it's definitely a warning to you know watch out the yeah. future's coming um and uh <clears throat> you know it's it for some reason i, I thought a claw to uh leaving earth and you know th- there's a there's another one i'd love to see a sequel to although i yeah. Yeah. You, you want to know, you know, we've been given a warning and, you know, either, and, and again, it has to do with uh, problems with nuclear, uh, you know, nuclear, uh, not, not an imperfect knowledge of uh, what nuclear power can do. So uh, yeah, this is, I, I want more out of this movie. You know, this is, it's, it's a, uh, it's a ticking clock movie. I understand. And the whole thing is built around the idea of, well, we've got to, you know, we've got to stop the bomb before the bomb stops everybody. But, uh, there, it raises a lot of questions on where they were going, you know, other bigger questions I think are, they're applied more in the, uh, in the novel. If you read the the Crichton's novel, there's a lot more stuff, uh, toward the end of, of the book, for example, that you don't see in the movie when, uh, when Hall was picked on as the odd man hypothesis, 
uh, that he was an unmarried male, so he would make the best decisions about whether or not to, uh, you know, uh, kill people in a, you know, in a disaster. Uh, Stone admitted that the report, the odd man hypothesis, was a fake. And the only reason that he put it in there and gave it to Hall as the guy that would choose to, you know, make these decisions was he wanted arrest control from the government so that private citizens like himself, he uh, would be able to, you know, it would be able to, it would be under civilian control to operate the nuclear device rather than the government. And, uh, you know, he did that by lying about his data. So it, it, he was a little bit more devious in the book than he was in the, in the movie. And, hmm. um, that whole conflicted idea, he is the, he's the Von Braun character that he's, he thinks he's doing good, but he's doing it for some really, uh, nefarious purposes. Um, also like a lot of specter guys. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's always <laughs> yeah. the, no, no, I am helping humanity. We've got to get out of this dark age. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's that, that Thanos, uh, belief. So yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, just yeah i kept thinking when we get toward the end of this film that it, this would be like there would be some kind of resolution but there isn't it's not it's a very 70s 70s ish movie although like you said it's you know it's it's like the thing it's like uh it's like the day the earth stood still that you just you don't know what what's going to happen next yeah you know keep them flying boys that's about yeah. it we don't we don't know where where you're going to go from here but you know what's interesting this reminds me of you know, in our first episode, way back when, uh, we were talking about how you felt this was, you know, very, very, you know, evocative of its time. You know, but but science is the hero. It's it's uh, it's the government against uh, this strange virus from outer space. And you know, I to me it it it, it always reminded me of other things going on. You know, sort of the dark side of big science. And, you know, the future shock and we've gone too far. And, you know, it's the yeah. ending here, really, you, you get that sense of, you know, what have we wrought? We, have we created a monster? Yeah, you've got the, you know, the Oppenheimers of the world. And they, you know, I would think that Stone might be more uh, reflective or, you know, be, be uh, he, he might develop more of a retrospective of where, you know, where his thinking led him to. And uh, I don't know if he'll if he'd learn from it or not. Well, you know, it's I can't imagine his buddy Charlie Dutton ever doing anything with him again because he Dutton realizes he's been lied to, and Levitt definitely knows that she's been lied to. Um, she saw the you know they both saw the maps, the bio war maps, and uh, this was this was not the nice thing. You know, this is not the protecting Earth from outer space. This yeah. is more like the snake eating its tail. It's just, they're the ones that cause the problem. They're the ones that let the genie out of the bottle. They're, you know, it's, it's very much, um, self-induced, uh, injury. Um, yeah, it, it typical seventies. So you're right. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it, think about this as compared with say, uh, Colossus, the Forbin project. Exactly. Exactly. Um, a very similar, no, I mean, actually, let me take that back. Rewind. Not very similar, but there are interesting parallels. Uh, you know, again, we're seeing big science and government science, which got us through World War II in the 50s and the 60s. And it's all great. It's like, hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Slow down here. 
let's <laughs> double let's double uh, let's let's think again about this. Um, here's a question for you that just came to mind. It's 1971. Do you recall when the Pentagon Papers were released? I think that was in August. I may be wrong. I think it was in the summer of 71. So it was it was coming up. I mean, it was okay. this is just just around Watergate. This is just, you know, in there. There's all the the dirty tricks are going on and, and stuff like that. Or um yeah, but be, yeah, it Yeah, because the government it, is uh you know, there's duplicity, but they aren't, you know. It, it, they aren't the you know the you know the men in the black cars that yeah we see in seventies yeah. and eighties movies and what, when was the Winter Soldier John Kerry and all that that was about nineteen seventy I think in the winter yeah um, I think yeah yeah and, and then this is also you know a year after Kent State and uh, yeah there's just a, a lot of stuff there's a lot of I mean there's a lot of distrust of the government we hadn't gotten to the part where things were kind of spilling out yeah. at the time but yeah it's all it, it's all in there. Um, you know, the, by the time that this was released by that summer, you'd get the Pentagon papers and then into the next years where you'd wind up with Watergate and all that other stuff. So it was feeling like people were trying to not tell themselves that the government was lying to them about, about things. And yeah. there's a lot of like, like you thought, well, this should be kept secret because the, you know, the government should be able to keep secrets about this. And, um, it gets, you know, this is this is following things like Tet and uh, and, and you know and, and uh, things that are going on in the in the in the war. But, but while the Pentagon Papers were going out, although that was a, a major dump of information, there were there were hints and allegations before that. So there's a lot of people saying to themselves, "Why, you know, why are we doing this?" And and again, putting this in the context of it's in the the middle of the heaviest fighting of the of the Vietnam War. Um, when it, when this is being filmed, uh, it, it, yeah, the, the the distrust and the understanding that the government is made by the government is made up of a lot of people who really aren't that smart. Um, and the problem is, is that you wind up with smart guys who might be smart at science but bad at policy or ethics. And I think you know, coming face to face with that is is something that a lot of these a lot of these movies at the same time, I, I would put a whole bunch of paranoia films in this along with Colossus, the forward project. I'd say things like uh, the parallax view um, coming up. Would it be a year later or two years? Uh, three, three days of the condor. I would, uh, a gr really good one would be the Ipcris file that, um, and I think Crichton talked about how the Ipcris file um, uh, affected him of, of saying that, yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that the government keeps from you and you think that they're doing it for the best of intentions, but actually they're doing it for a lot of uh, maybe personal and selfish and unethical reasons. So I, I would say the Ipcris file would be a good point, which I think that's 68 or 69. Well, I mean, we can, we can cover a lot of this. I, I think we should probably save this for the final, our final episode, which is on Wednesday. Um, but uh, Brett, thanks so much for being a part of this. Uh, when people want to hear you instead of listening to my voice on all these things, where, where can they find your, uh, your shows, which I enjoy immensely, by the way? Oh, why? Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Yeah. We must go back to the archives. Uh, you might have to go to, uh, I had, had a joke and then it died. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, uh, Josh Horowitz and I, good friend of mine, we did a show called Five Minutes of Trouble about big trouble in little China. And we did another show called Five Minutes of 
Bonsai, about the adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai in the eighth dimension or across the eighth dimension, uh, all set in the beautiful state of New Jersey, which uh, I know it's a place you know and love. My, well. my native land, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you can look for me there. And uh, I, I show up on other podcasts. I'm, I'm sort of, you know, the, the wandering podcaster. Yes, the, the madrigal of the airwaves yes. or the uh, of the streaming services. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Exactly. Ah, great. Well, uh, for folks who've missed any of our uh, our scintillating uh, episodes on this particular show, you can find us at the usual places. Which, as I've been mentioning for the past 130 episodes, go to andromedaminute.com, or uh, if you'd like to talk back with us on Facebook at Project Wildfire on Facebook, just look for that, uh, or on Twitter, of course, at Andromeda Minute. Uh, we'll return Wednesday to conclude this entire series with with Brett. And uh, so anyway, uh, we'll we'll meet you there on Wednesday. Uh, in the meantime, please do the three things we always talk about so we can get rid of the current plague we're under. Thankfully, not the Andromeda strain, but <laughs> bad, enu- bad enough to want you to uh, wash your hands for 20 seconds and uh, wear a mask and stay six feet away from people that you don't live with. Um, anyway, we'll see you here next time on the Andromeda Minute. Bye, folks. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here. <laughs>